Hey guys, thanks for checking out Woke and Baked. I sat down today with Brandon Miller. He owns Iron Asylum here in uh, lovely Kenai, Alaska. Uh, you can look them up on Facebook for more information. We sat down and talked a little bit about uh, multivitamins. We talked about uh, powerlifting. He mentioned some some uh, really cool names, some really cool facts, and uh, some really cool information. If you want more information on Brandon Miller, feel free to hit him up on Facebook, on social media. Uh, also, be sure to check out his gym, Iron Asylum, on Facebook. All right, thanks for checking out uh, today. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation, and if you have a topic or you have someone that we uh, I should talk to, uh, let me know. Let me know who they are. I'd like to sit down with them and, and learn some stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Enjoy. All right. I am hanging out with Brandon Miller of Iron Asylum. Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, a couple of things that I... That was my lighter dropping, by the way. Uh, if anyone wanted to know, I was fucking with my lighter. Uh... So you own Iron Asylum, you are a power lifter, you're involved in the sport. Um, I just had a, a couple of questions I want to ask you as someone who, who uses supplements and, and multivitamins, like what kind of multivitamins do you use? Do you use a multivitamin? Um, are you getting, are you focused more on dietary needs? Do you take, uh, do you take multivitamin supplements? Do you take fish oils? Um, do you take pre-workouts? Do you recommend any uh, as a consumer? I do. I do take pre-workouts. I do take a multivitamin and I've taken a bunch of different things. What I have found across the board with the supplement companies is you need to figure out what works for you. And that is, it's just like anything else. It's just like diets. You will have people tell you, you've got to be keto. You've got to be paleo. You've got to be a vegan. You've got to do whatever, whatever's out there. Everybody, because it works for them, they end up coming out and saying, this is the only way it should be. People like, just like they do with religion, with, with politics, with anything, they find their niche that they feel that they click into and bam, this is the gospel. This is how it has to be. Powerlifting, any kind of sports. We've seen it with CrossFit, bodybuilding, powerlifting, all of it. It is, this is what I associate with. So this is the best and everything else is shit. Am I allowed to cuss on this one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just want to make, I didn't know if we're keeping it. All right. So, and that's, that's where we've seen with powerlifting. And even once you go into powerlifting, then it branches off into we're drug free. We use drugs or we allow drugs or, you know, the federations start battling out. So it's just, you put enough people together, there's always going to be that. So going back to backwinding to rewinding back to the, the supplements, you have to figure out what works for you. It's just, you know, if you told me that I had to be a vegan to be healthy, I would rather die. I, there is no way that I'm ever going to stop eating bacon and steak. I'm not going to do it. You know, if you told me I had to give up carbs, fuck you. I'm going to eat pizza. I like pizza. So the idea of going paleo or keto to me is just absolutely, that sounds like hell. I couldn't do it. I know what works for me. I know that if I eat six to eight ounces of chicken breast, a handful of carbs of whatever sort, like sweet potato, rice, and eight ounces of water, 12 to 24 ounces of water with that meal and a handful of vegetables. If I feel like it, I'm good. That's, that's where I'm happy at. I've got buddies that swear by the keto diet. What I noticed from everybody though, with any of the supplements and with any of the stuff is when you make the decision to start going to the gym, you start eating this better diet, this cleaner diet, 
whichever one of the realms that it falls underneath and you start taking the supplements, you generally clean up your shit when you are not when you're going to put that much money and effort into making a change, you're going to feel better because you didn't eat McDonald's five times this week. You didn't. So now all of a sudden, holy fuck, this is the holy grail. What, what was I thinking? It's got to be because I'm going keto. No, dumbass. Yesterday, you ate a Big Mac and today you ate a sensible meal that wasn't made from disgusting shit. So you feel better. That's I guarantee if I ate McDonald's five days in a row and this day I ate a salad, I'd feel better on the salad day than I felt the days that I guzzled down all the shit that came on a on a number one meal coming from mcdonald's that is that is the difference i believe in a lot of this situations is that it's not it's not so much and the same thing goes with the supplements if you feel better on the keto diet if you feel better on the diet that i just said if you feel better on whatever there's guys now that are saying they feel better when they just fucking eat air all day long that's a new diet guys eating air for fuck's sakes a guy lived for a year on air i got nothing i got nothing he ate air and he drank water and he took a protein shake a couple times a day and that's what he lived on. If that's what you can live on, super duper. I More power to you. Not what I'm going to do. Are we still going? Yeah, we're absolutely still going. So the next, uh, you know, it's with the supplements, you have to try things. That is part of it. You have to try things. And I would definitely not listen to your friends. I would not listen to ads. I would do the research and see what kind of creditations these people have, what they've got, because they're not going to tell you that the guy, the cover model that they have is, is going into it and not taking steroids or not taking a bunch of other stuff. He might not even be using that company's products. You just don't know. He could be using anything under the sun, and there's nothing that makes him have to be responsible to only take that product. So when you have those kind of odds against you, you're basically looking at a big tough bastard like Ronnie Coleman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, any of those any of those main guys out there, you're going to end up getting kind of this whole idea that if I take this brand, I'm going to look like that guy. Chances are you're not. You got to stop trying to be somebody else. Focus on what makes you feel good. I at my gym sell a company called Redcon 1. It's a great company. I like a lot of their products. I really like a few of their different proteins. I have a lot less gas from it. I have a lot less um, any kind of the stomach aches and shits like I used to get. Used to piss out my ass on a few of the different ones. I tried one that Kai Green put out called Carnivore. Everybody was swearing by it. Myself and two of my buddies took it, and we all couldn't get off the toilet for three days afterwards. I don't know if we're allowed to say specific product names, oh. but... I can say that my experience, like this, I took NO shotgun. Uh, mm-hmm. Like on, I would clean up on deployments. Like I clean up my eating, and I would work out, and I would monitor my protein intake, and I'd be like, I'd actually pretend to give a shit for the better mm-hmm. part of a year. Um, but NO shotgun was one that I loved the name because that's how it came out of me. Yeah, um, makes and sense. It, yeah, and if you are uh, if you're at a gym that is, I don't know, a couple hundred yards from the closest toilet. Because your gym doesn't have indoor plumbing, that's a rough run. It is. I can get messy quick. Yeah, I've shit in a ditch before. I've used a sock for a, for a piece of toilet paper before. I'm not above that. It was usually whiskey induced, not not stero- or not a supplement induced. But I don't know. I'd say I don't know. I would say whiskey's a supplement. It does. It helps. It gets you going. Sometimes. I like the way you party. Yeah. Um, question: uh, Fish oil. Do you take fish oils? See, and I have kind of an issue. I did try fish oil and going back to what works for you. Fish oil, I know, has benefits for the joints. It has benefits for the skin. 
I know a lot of people that swear by it, love it. It helps the tendons, like, and, and big time if you have hip issues, knee issues, supposedly it's really, really good for that. I end up smelling like fish, and I get, it'll be pretty, pretty nasty and blunt here, but I have anal leakage constantly while I'm on it, and it smells like fish when you're, and you just, I have constant just swamp ass and it's that shit leaking out of me it's terrible and as soon as i cut it off I, it goes away but it's because of how much leakage i'm getting my ass gets raw like a baby that's got <laughs> diarrhea sitting in a shitty diaper all day it's it's absolutely miserable to me i don't care for it and that like i was saying the multivitamin that i carry it has the, it, one of the biggest parts of it is fish oil got five or six other guys trying it they love it they have no side effects with me Bad, bad stomach aches, bad, um, like I was saying, the leakage, stinking like shit. You're erping up the f taste of fish oil, fish guts all day. For me, it's not something that benefits me. The, the, the benefits do not outweigh the negatives, and so I stay away from it personally. Buddy Steele loves it. Had him sample it just to see what it was like. He loved it. There's... The big thing about all of the supplement companies is they do not fall under FDA regulations at all. So they can slap whatever shit they want to put on the side of that label, and that label can be total fiction. Now, do you think that they should uh, run the supplement industry? Or do you think they should take a, a stronger look at it? Um, if it, I mean, I guess it, it just comes down to what's it going to do. I mean, it's... I don't like the government involved in my life any more than they need to be. So, I mean, it's not like they're killing anybody. When you got shit that comes out, like that's when the government has got involved, when you had things, you know, but they get a little extreme. Like ephedra, I, I don't know if I ever really felt there was anything. I took a lot of ephedra and had no problems with it. But once it starts killing people, you know, that's when it's going to go away. When you have... They, they did it with Fenfen also. Fenfen was another one that started having people have heart attacks. So in those situations, yeah, I guess you need to get the government involved. When it makes you just piss a little bit of fishy, stinky grease out your asshole, is that really worth the government coming in? Probably not. When it, they're selling bunk products, telling you that it's going to make you huge, you know, I, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not. And sometimes, you know, I mean, the government gets completely... They get a lot of stuff wrong a lot of the time. So are they going to even make it better? I, I don't know if it's even really worth getting them involved in it. What it is worth is getting people to know going into it that this product could be bullshit. It could be bullshit. And you got to find a company that you believe in, that you feel is a reputable company, that you do your research and don't just take it at face value. You actually look into it, see if there is third-party testing. When I started carrying... The brand that I have at the gym, I started making sure that I had third-party testing. I also went even further than that and had people that I knew knew the company or knew the knew the the supplement industry enough that their word meant something. That these guys were actually what they say because they're going to tell you whatever they're going to tell you. They're going to they have to sell a product just like if you ask GM, hey, I see that this shit's going wrong. Is this going to lead to somebody dying on the highway? They might know it's going to lead to somebody dying on the highway, but it's not worth the money of a recall. So why would they tell you, yeah, it's, if you buy this car, there's a chance you die on the highway? Same thing with the supplement companies. It's not like people are going to die from it. But when you ask them, is this exactly how many grams of protein are in each scoop? They're not going to tell you, no, 
we're fucking with you. We're actually only selling you 60% of what's in that scoop, which is what has come to light now with a lot of the big companies out there. A lot of the big main companies out there have now been busted. They've been brought up in a scandal where they somebody finally thought something was up. They came out, found out the numbers for the protein were being fudged. And it was people were getting 60% of what they were paying between 60 and 70% of what they were paying for. It's a big chunk when you're thinking, when you're trying to actually be getting ready for a show or you're really trying to put your diet as close to spot on as you, as you want it to be. And they're selling you, you know, fucking damn near just, you know, three quarters of what you're paying for. That's bullshit. You know, that's that's bullshit. And that put a bad taste in my mouth so that when this company stepped forward and wanted me to actually, you know, start carrying their brand at the at the gym, I was extremely it took about a month of them talking to me and showing me that they were real and listening to other people actually say, yeah, this this company's not bullshit. That doesn't mean that once they get their reputation up, I mean, I'm still never going to take them. 100% 100% at telling me the truth. I mean, there's a chance that once, and that's what those other companies did. They did the right thing in the beginning. Once they get a good reputation built, then they go ahead and, and start doing the bullshit to be able to make a profit. With the protein, it says 24 grams per scoop. That's about average because that's what most people can process. You you can take 24 grams at a time before the rest of it just kind of gets processed out. You just shit it out. So it's kind of just crazy fuckers just pounding you know, three, four scoops of protein. There's really not a whole lot of sense in that. It's just going to get turned into shit. So you got these, what they found out is that it's a lot more expensive to pay for a legit protein test than it is to do a nitrogen test. And they found out that if, if a certain protein, if it, if a protein company came out and it had this many, I, I, not a fucking scientist, but if it had this much nitrogen in it, that correlated to this much protein in it. They found out that things like adding branched-chain amino acids or creatine, which are much cheaper products than a than protein, they added that into it, it would spike the nitrogen numbers, and that would then correlate in a test to a higher protein count. It wasn't true. It, and then when they actually did, when some private companies just... I think just random guys that were under suspicion for what what was going on went and checked into it. It was a much, much lower amount. It was came in between 60 and 70%, like I said, of what they were actually putting out. And that's, I mean, the fact that they went to that much, it wasn't just a oops, we messed up on our testing. They went out of their way to try and fuck the consumer. They went out of their way to try and and find ways to get around to sell a, lease, a, a less quality product for a cheaper amount. And so... If they're going to do that on protein, I'm sure they're going to do it on the pills. I mean, how how is any one of us who is not a scientist with a chemistry set in a lab and knows how to do all that shit? I mean, you kind of have to take them at their word, and that's not a that's a tough spot to be in. I mean, it's just like I don't know how the fucking engine's built, so I'm not going to be able to go look at a new truck and say, yeah, that engine's built perfectly. It's you just don't know. It's the same thing with this stuff. We have to kind of give them a little bit of trust, and the main way to do it. You got to know how you feel when you take it. You got your the one test that I do that I pay attention to is how my body responds to it. If I'm pissing myself and shitting all over myself and gassy all the time and feeling with cramps and stomach aches and all that, a product's probably not good for me. Just because the fucking just because the the package says that it's awesome and all the advertising says it's awesome, if I feel like shit on it, I'm not going to continue to eat it. 
that's how I look at it. I stop taking the the pills, the the multivitamin pills. I feel better. I now use another company, and I feel fine on them. I don't, you know, I get I get a good amount off them. They're a reputable company that's been around for thirty something years, and I just went back to them instead of carrying the one that I use. Doesn't mean the one I was using was bad. It just didn't work with my stomach. You know, if everybody that used it would have been using it and had the same problems as me, I wouldn't sell it anymore. I'd say, no, this is a bunk product and not sell it. The proteins work good for me and I have no issues on it. Had a guy call me the other day, say, hey, man, I would love to keep using this, but I've taken two scoops out of the jug and I haven't stopped getting off the toilet since I started taking this protein. Apparently it doesn't work for him. That doesn't make that protein shitty. just doesn't work for him. doesn't make him an asshole. doesn't make me an asshole that the pills didn't work for me. It's just your body. Your body is always going to be different than everybody else's body. That's the way it goes. For the record, I always liked NO Shotgun, even when it didn't give me diarrhea. Yeah. Especially when it didn't give me diarrhea. I bet so. Get yeah. you going. Yeah. And that's... Low on sugar. And you got... Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a, in a, kind of the pre-workouts across the board... You're going to know what one makes you feel good. The, that is the one thing that for me that I change up constantly. Every jug, as soon as I finish a jug of pre-workout, I try another company. Because you will eventually. I mean, I stuck with NO Explode for the longest time because it worked really good in the beginning. And I would take a half a scoop. Then I was up to a scoop. Then two scoops. Then three scoops. Pretty soon I was having to do five scoops to even get any kind of a buzz out of it. They can't. Every company has to have a little bit of a difference in their blend so as not to infringe on copyrights. So if instead of going up to five scoops, which is absolutely terrible for your fucking stomach, any of it's probably not fantastic on your fucking stomach. But anyway, you just switch it up every month. Once you get through that jug, switch into a new one. It doesn't give your body time to adapt to it and build a tolerance. And you can always go back to one that worked in the past, but give it a couple months. Get like three or four brands that work for you, that make you feel good, don't make you sick, don't make you jittery and feel like shit, and then just kind of rotate between those four. Pay attention to them. They change up their, you know, same thing. NO Explode worked really good for me in the beginning. Now whatever they've got in it doesn't really work as good for me. They had a company back in the day called Ultimate Orange. It was amazing. You take it, it was kind of like drinking baby puke. Tasted like shit, but oh my God, you would feel like punching a baby in the neck. It was some amazing shit. It got you going fired up crazy in like two seconds. They took it off the market though when the the ephedra bust came down and Sounds took it away and now we can't have fun anymore. <sighs> Taking so away liberties just because some people don't know how to party. That's right. I was a big fan of the uh, the original Formula Jack 3D. Like that. that was a good one too until they changed it. Yeah. Um, that is like occasionally you'll come across someone who says that they found an old bottle with the original blend or some shit. I'm yeah. sure you can find a bottle of it on eBay for like a grand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or there's somebody making like a bootleg version of it. Uh, and if you're out there, contact me. Please. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't I haven't been back in the gym in, in a long time. I took a, I took a few months off. Not for any any good reason. I just, it was just something that I did. But I did go into uh, to your gym today. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that um, that I like uh, it, that was for me was that when I'm on the treadmill, because like I said, I haven't been mobile in a long time, was that there's nothing for me to look at. The only thing that I can look at is the the sort of uh, diamond at the very on the very top bar of uh, of your garage door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing I can look at. So it's awesome. It doesn't allow me to like to fuck around. Like 
I'm not staring at anyone doing anything. I'm just, that's the only thing that I can look at. It takes away um, from, for me, like any kind of like attention deficit that I would normally have at like a regular gym. So thank you. I'm glad that worked out. I don't do fucking cardio at all. I'm supposed to start doing it here now. It's something I'm going to add in. So we'll see how that goes. But that was just, that just worked out the way it was. I, I'm, I'm kind of a selfish prick. I threw those three pieces of cardio equipment up there just because people asked for them and throw them up there to be nice. But I could honestly give two shits about those being up there if, if, if I'm being honest. Hey, I, I appreciate so, I appreciate your honesty. Um, <laughs> glad, glad they're working out. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm glad the the position, the placement of them worked out for yeah, you too. I, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that works for you. I'm mm-hmm. guessing other people probably feel isolated, sad, and alone up there. But hey, if it works for you, then I'm. Oh I'm fuck! Happy. That's why I love it. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Most people want to see bouncing boobs and swinging ass all around them, and that gets them going. So I, you know what? It keeps I, uh... you keeps you going happy. Then I'm not going to change a damn thing. Well, thank you, sir. It's making you happy makes me happy. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, what a question I have for you, man, because you've you've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, own a gym, um, and, and you're you're sort of taking on a like a mentoring role. I don't know how long you've been taking on a mentoring role in in powerlifting, uh, but uh, what injuries do you normally see, and what is normally um, well, what injuries do you see, and then um, yeah, let's start there. Lower back, you know, you see a lot of guys and a lot of girls. Lower back, hips, knees, and uh, and. With the bench press, a lot of shoulder injuries, a lot of pectoral injuries, especially as you know, my my buddies that I have that are way way further along in the sport than I am, you know, that's. But the knees, knees are definitely something that's going to go out on a lot of people, and that's just, you know, it, it's a, a big part of that is you're going along, you're going fast, you're making these huge gains because the muscles are growing, but the problem is is that your body does not grow your tendons do not grow as fast as your muscles will grow and even more so when you start adding things like steroids in the mix i mean even even without steroids your muscles will outgrow your your tendons where they can handle more than what your tendons can handle pretty damn fast and set yourself up for a problem even though everything else is moving along the tendons just haven't caught up a lot of the guys that i know that are further along in the sport um Brandon Lilly being a guy that I was lucky enough to have a seminar with, he, you know, he went through having a huge blowout on his knee and after going and rehabbing it and getting back in, he's now stronger than he ever was, but he has completely changed his mindset as far as before it was all about going as, you know, just as building as fast as possible, which makes sense. He kind of pointed out to us the average shelf life of a power lifter, and I would bet that bodybuilders probably aren't far behind it. It's four years. It kind of seems to be about the same thing in the in the other professional sports. Football players, that number four years is the average also. You make it in the NFL, you've got about four years. It's just that's kind of it because people go into it, you get hurt, and after you get hurt, you don't come back. You, you either – with football, I'm sure those guys would love to come back, but a lot of the people in the powerlifting industry, it's just like they never learned how to properly do – the sport they they didn't get to learn how to do the bench press they didn't get to learn how to do the the squat or the deadlift properly and it is not just pushing weight squatting weight and picking up weight it is there is a lot of technical shit that goes into these three lifts that look extremely simple from the outside but when you actually get taught how to do it properly 
I was in a way it's it's two edged sword. I feel I feel lucky that I did not get into the powerlifting side of things until I was pretty late in life. I didn't start doing it until I was thirty six. I'm thirty eight now. But I went into it with this mindset of I don't know shit. I left my ego completely to the side. I go to seminars all the fucking time. When I go into these seminars, I, I look for guys who are a big goddamn deal. And I get coaching from a guy who's a big goddamn deal. That's who I go for. I don't just listen to the gym bro mantras that are, you got this, bro. No, you fucking don't. You really don't. And if you're doing it like a jerk off, you're going to end up getting fucked up and hurt. The gym just really wasn't part of my life until later on. I I didn't didn't get into the gym until later on where I didn't have that 20-year-old ego where you, you think you have to compete with all your friends. I didn't really give a shit, so I just listened to these bigger guys, really focused on my form, and I've stayed pretty much injury-free. I have a couple of little nagging tweaks here and there every once in a while, but nothing like a blown-out back, nothing like a torn-out rotator cuff, nothing like a torn pectoral or a bicep ripping off or a blown knee. I, I haven't had any of those injuries. And I think a lot of that is, is that I listen to my body and it's not about ego lifting at the gym. And I've watched myself progress to a pretty great point where I'm happy with it. I, I know I'm never going to be setting any world records. I know that I'm never going to be on the cover of a magazine, but I'm happy with my numbers and I'm happy with the sport. Well, if it makes you feel better, the um, print is a dying industry. Mm-hmm. So it's well, totally cool if it, you don't. I won't make, make it on. on I won't make it on a. I, I probably won't have my own podcast. I'll never make it to to this level where you're at already. You, know, you have a phone, right? You can do this. this is easy. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to this shit all day. I don't know, dude. Me just rambling on about nonsense. I'm here. I'm 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 engrossed. Hating how people in Subarus drive slow and shit like that. That's all it would be. It'd just be me venting and bitching and complaining. I don't. I, I got to step up my game. I think then, people then, would listen. Then to people that. listen. Once I become a big deal, then I can bitch about Subarus going 35 and a 55. Dude, you can feel free to bitch about that. Those are all-wheel drive vehicles. You know, they, they, they really could do better. That's all I'm saying. So, I'm saying. so I, uh, here's a story, and it's 100% mm. true. Um, I was out with uh, with my wife and uh, and my kid, and we were driving side-by-side, uh, side, and we got stuck in the mud. And I called a buddy of mine uh, with uh, his, his big-ass Dodge to mm. help pull us out. And he, uh, he came out, and he got stuck. Mm. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was, it was a bummer. Buddy of mine came out with his little Subaru. Pulled all two, yeah. Well, he pulled out the truck. Yeah. And then he walked in, like, over to, like, the side-by-side, and he said, we can lift this up and move this. But this dude's Subaru pulled the big old Dodge, Dodge out. pickup out. Yeah. There's no reason for someone in a Subaru to no. be doing 35 and a 50. It's... I mean, I've got a Highlander. It's, you know, it's I can got do, the same engine yeah. as a fucking WRX, and yeah. those things are too fast, too furious all day long. You know, you know why? Why? Why'd you buy the car? You should have got a fucking a Prius if you're going to drive that fucking pathetic. But even a Prius can go eighty, I'm sure. So just go the goddamn speed limit. That's all oh. I'm asking. Well, all I think I'm even Prius are all wheel drive. You should feel pretty, sure. pretty confident. There's a plenty of them up here, which I would think if it can withstand the the, the winters in Alaska, it must be doing something right. I, last winter, I saw a woman in a smart car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that little dude running around here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, um, it seems dangerous. It does. Like, it, does. it sounds dangerous anywhere. Um, like, I grew up in, in Europe, and, uh, and in the late 90s, mm-hmm. like, everyone started, like, a lot of people started getting those. Those were really popular cars because they were inexpensive, and if you lived in a city, they were very, very easy to park. However, um, they also went on the Autobahn. 
And when those things got in an accident, man, it wasn't pretty. Mm-mm. No, I would think a moose would definitely do some damage. To definitely do some damage. Not a place where you should maybe have one of those. My uncle actually drove up his Prius from from down in Washington. He hit a fucking bear. I believe it was only a black bear too. Not even not even a goddamn brown bear. Black bear. It totaled out the Prius. The Prius was inoperable on the drive up, and the bear ran away. I feel if your vehicle can be totaled out by an animal that can run away, you have a shitty vehicle. That's just my opinion. I feel that you should really think through your options at that point of what you're buying. I I, I might be a, a douche where I feel that your your vehicle kind of needs to. It's it's kind of a, a an extension of you. I feel a lot about my my vehicles in that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm going going totally crazy with this, but when I I could run into a bear at full speed in my opinion and I would at least bounce backwards with the bear. He could eat my ass afterwards. I'm not saying that I could eat the bear and tackle the bear and bite his throat and it could turn into but I would take it better than that Prius did. Maybe not at 60 miles an hour. Fuck, I don't know. I just went way down a, a trail that might be total bullshit. Who knows? There's only one way to find out. But we no, gotta I do this. We I gotta make this happen. I don't know that you're necessarily. I'm gonna tackle wrong. a goddamn bear. That's all I can do. You should. Um, but I don't. I don't know that you're wrong. I mean, like really, and, you know, if you have a family, or I mean, even hell, you just want to protect yourself. That's how I'm looking um, at. Yeah, you know. I'm looking at. I, I just feel that I feel that it's a vehicle versus an animal, and not even a very large animal. You know, when it gets when it gets destroyed, like can't move. I'm not saying. I mean, a, a deer will fuck up a full size pickup truck, but. You're still gonna drive down the road unless he punches a damn antler through your radiator. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stop you from being able to drive that vehicle. But uh, you know, to then and that deer is gonna be splattered all over the hood of it. You know, you hit a moose to the point of destroying your vehicle. The moose is not gonna walk away. The bear ran away. There was not even a blood trail. The bear destroyed the vehicle and then just boom, boom, up the mountain, ran off and went back to doing that's depressing. Fucking other bears and. Eating fish and shit. Yeah, like the bragging rights on yeah. that. Like, yo, I stopped one what, of their steel you, cans. What'd you do today? I fucking ate some berries, took a shit, destroyed a Prius, and uh, I went and fucked three other bears. That's, you know, that's that's pretty. Uh, that's that's pretty badass. That's for a the good bear. bear day. You know, that's that's yeah. a. I would like to be that bear. I hope I come back as that. <laughs> are you uh, are you familiar with Habib Nurmagomedov? I'm not. Okay, so he's a UFC fighter. He fights in lightweight division. He's the number one contender. He's going to be fighting Tony Ferguson very I know soon. Who Tony Ferguson is. Uh, yeah, because they're stripping Conor McGregor of the belt. Mm-hmm. He's because uh, he's never going to defend it. Got it. Um, so Tony Ferguson and Habib are going to be fighting in Brooklyn. I say it's in February or March. Uh, might even be in April. However, uh, I bring that I, I bring Habib up to mention this. He had a pet bear, really in Dagestan. Yeah, nice. The dude has a pet bear, a brown bear or a black bear. I I think it's a black bear. And they got kind of those weird bears over there too. They got the weird looking, fucking I don't know what they. I've seen pictures of him over there because he's over in like the Middle Eastern area. Yeah, you can you can YouTube him. He's like wrestling with bears. Like he's oh. like living on the side of a mountain. You know. Nice. Doing sambo, like, and that's what like, for me, that's like living up here. Like, I'm kind of, I'm far enough away that uh, it doesn't really affect me. Like, none, like, the rest of the world doesn't affect me. It's mm-hmm. one of the things I love about like living here in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Me too. Um, I just got back from Disneyland. I missed Alaska every single fucking day. I don't know how those people do it. I don't know how they do it. Couldn't do it. Could not make it through that many people. There was 45,000 people the day we were there. 
we were there for four days, but every day they averaged between 45 and 50,000. And that was the slowest they had seen it in five years. I did the math on that at $125 a fucking person in there. It worked out to something still like at their slowest time, they were making five to $6 million or some shit like that. Just off the gate. Just off, just off the gate. Not to mention the $14 fucking popcorn and the $5 sodas and 50 bucks to go stand in the line for an hour to get your fucking picture taken with Mickey in 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your $20 book to get yeah. Mickey's signature. Yeah. From a, from a kid who's making minimum wage in that hot ass yeah. suit. I felt bad for him. God, I felt bad for him. They had good attitudes too. I don't know how they did it because I would have been losing my shit. And it was cold while we were there. It was only like 70 while we were there. I can only imagine on the 105 degree days in the summer, you'd think Mickey would be passing the fuck out on the ground. But oh, I'm sure they've got a they've got a solid rotation of Mickeys. They must. They must. But yeah, it was a it was a it would, like then in Christmas they had to actually close the gates because they hit max capacity, which was 90,000 people. And I, I fucking, it, it baffled me because I could not see how that place could get any more busy, but apparently they packed twice as many people in that shithole as what I was there encountering. And I was ready to lose my fucking marbles. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Am I going to be, is it, would it be wrong to go into my conspiracy theorist, the theory about the, the next terrorist attack? I feel that I feel that we are totally off supplements right now, but I mean, the terrorists have done, we, they have done the shootings, they have done the planes, how somebody has not tackled, because the security at this place made TSA look like a bunch of Navy SEALs. It was absolute shit show nonsense, like you could just kind of walk in and out, and they barely checked you. And there was just so many people that if somebody was to go in there and just start opening up fire, there's not a whole hell of a lot that that anybody could do to stop it because the security guards didn't have guns and you saw maybe an actual real cop every once in a while, but not very often. And I just feel that that place is going to be a potential bad, bad spot. And I wish they would step it up, but we don't think like that in this country. We wait until the shit hits the fan. See, I don't, I don't think that that way at all. I saw a documentary called exit through the gift shop. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with it? I am not. It's about uh, Banksy, a British graffiti artist. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Banksy did was he um, he went into uh, to Disney World and put up a, like a Guantanamo Bay like protests art piece on I think, Magic Mountain or some shit. I, my memory ain't what it used to be. Mm. Um, but within a few moments of him putting it up, you know the the security was there. A lot of plain clothes guys. I'm willing to bet that that. Uh, there were a whole lot more cops there yeah. than than you saw. Uh, I'm willing to bet you there is a whole lot better security there than you think because they they still have to keep an eye on if that's ninety thousand people. They've still got to keep an eye on at least fifteen thousand kids, and and if they're, I mean, I don't know how many kids get snatched up at at uh, Disney World every day, but we don't hear about it very often. No. If that's the case. So, I mean, how often are they, is that actually happening? Um, I don't know. They probably do a pretty good job of their security, I would assume. I would, uh, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I just see a guy going crazy in there because it would not have, the guys that are watching the gate when you first walk in do not have guns on them. And so if you just walked in off the street and started 
blast some people, I think that it could get pretty ugly pretty quick. But I hope you're right. I hope that somebody would shoot that crazy bastard in the head because I would hate to see it get to that point and then us sit here and think, wow, probably should have done something about that beforehand. That seems to be the way we do it. We get real crazy after 9-11. We get real crazy. I'm sure now country music concerts are going to have it where you can't have a sniper advantage or some shit now. <laughs> fucking know. Now they'll make sure that that can't ever happen again. But I, I wonder if they're going to respond, like Browning is going to sponsor any more country parties. Probably not. <laughs> would, not be in, would not be in a real politically good, well taste, politically correct, good taste. Um, I mean, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure that like the NRA has has concerts all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. I don't know how that's gonna go. I guess luckily the guy was a Bernie supporter, so it kind of like they can play that one both ways. See, I don't know, man. I saw so much weird information about that dude, and then I saw something about now. After all of these months, his girlfriend is finally a suspect. Like she's officially yeah. named a suspect. And then even that might have been fake news. And what happened to the guy? Like it was the you know there was the the guy that helped get all the shit that worked at the hotel that got all the Jesus shit. Jesus De Campos. Yeah, I and believe he's just like name. I mean they they named him right off the bat and then it just kind of went silent. Like you don't really hear anything else about him. What? Um, is okay. There anything else with that? So he was supposed to go on like Hannity or one of those fucking stupid talking head shows, right? And. He just, out of the blue, decided to pick and choose which talking head show he was going to go on. And so mm-hmm. he went on Ellen's show, mm-hmm. which opened up a whole other ball of wax conspiracy theories. Like, why is this fucking dude uh, telling his story for the first time on Ellen? Mm-hmm. Like, and when did Ellen become the proper place to have the discussion about this? I thought she just gave away really cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, a nice lady. You know, I'm sure like she lot, is. That's that. That is kind of an odd venue. You would think it would be a definitely like a CNN Fox kind of thing. But if you're the dude, mm-hmm. um, and and let's pretend that there's no Illuminati and secret society and secret governments running everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just assume that uh, this dude wanted to go on Ellen. Because does anyone ever look like they're having a good time on Sean Hannity's show? Never. No one is ever happy to be. Sean Hannity doesn't look like he's happy to be there. He's. I bet you there are days that Sean Hannity is wishing that he had gone full Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. You know, I grabbed some ass and got out of there. Yeah, I bet you there are days where he wishes that, like, sometime in the '90s, he would have showed at the office his dick. Yeah. Like I don't want to do this anymore. No. Just always negativity. It would be tough. No be one's tough. ever fucking happy to be on there. No. It kills me. Just yelling at people. Brah, brah, brah. Yeah, so if yeah, I mean if so, you're that dude. So from prison, he was on Ellen. Is that how he was is that I'm guessing the guy's in prison, right? No, no, no. The security guard that worked there? Yeah. Uh no, he's the guy that, that supposedly transported the shit up to the room? That guy? Oh, I don't know anything about that. We're talking about two I'm talking about oh, okay. the security guard that worked at the um that worked at the uh the casino. There was a, a security guard that worked at the casino that was, uh, I believe he was actually shot by um, by sniper guy. Okay. See, now there was a guy. Fuck, man. There's so many stories now. There I'm are. Not, I'm not, I'm it's really gonna, hard to I'm follow. I'm just going to sound like a fucking retard. So I'm, I'm, it's I'm completely right. I'll, I'll just stop at this point because I don't know. My stories aren't apparently straight at all. I was under the impression that the guy who supposedly found the room and got shot by him there was a big thing talking about how he was actually, and I, I, I was sure that was the name of the guy, that he 
then was actually, they think he's the one who shot the sniper guy, shot himself to make it look like he was there. Then he ran away. Then they have now security footage of him transporting the shit up to the rooms before the sniper guy even got there. So they're always waiting in the room and he was actually the other shooter. So, okay. All right. So we were talking about the same person. Yeah. But that guy went on Ellen. Before it came out that he was a shitbag. Has that even come out? Like, or is that some shit that we... That was... Fuck, man. You probably want to scrub this whole goddamn part of the segment because it could... We could just be spreading lies right now and getting people all fucking ramped up. Yeah, but we're acknowledging that we could be wrong, so we're safe. I don't know. I don't know. Shit. I look a lot, so I don't pay enough Google it. Let me know. And if you have a good answer, we'll let you come on the the next episode. Put it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was under the impression that that guy turned out to be like... They kept... Because then he was supposed to come back and they lost track of him. They couldn't figure out where he was. They finally got him wrangled in. It turned out because he was on all the fucking footage. That was what one day when I walked in, I saw that on the news and saw that that he was the actually the the big big chunk of it. Like he was the other other person involved in it. But who fucking knows? Who the but fuck anyway, knows? We'll go back to our supplements if you want to. Well, okay. So, well, I did want to do uh, just to kind of wrap things up. Um, and get to a couple of things. So your gym, Iron Asylum. How yeah. did it come? Uh, how did the name come about? Uh, who did the logo? And you know, it, it started out with the you know we, when the fitness place closed and became River City Wellness. It just wasn't my place anymore. The the fitness place back when it was where Redemption MMA is right now was an amazing gym. It was my gym. It, the place literally saved my life. It was when I got out of the army, I was in a pretty bad spot mentally. Had a lot of guys from the unit commit suicide and I wasn't far behind them. Wife told me you should probably start going to the gym. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I don't want to get into like all a, that shit. A, no, we, okay. we don't, we don't have to go. Okay. No, so, let's so get to- I started. So, you know, well, that place closed when, when, mm. or they didn't close. They just changed hands and it wasn't exactly the same, same kind of a, a place. Like and the energy had just changed. It wasn't, yeah. It just, just didn't feel real right. welcome there. So went ahead and, uh, tried, tried, uh, you know, figuring out something different to do. And that's when I kind of got introduced by a guy to powerlifting. It was something different Two of my, really good friends up in Anchorage who were not my friends at the time, didn't know them. They brought the Federation USPA up here. USAPL is the other federation that's up here for powerlifting, but they are drug free. I was, um, I, I'm on prescription testosterone through a doctor and I had just, for whatever reason, nobody really knows why a lot of guys are coming up with, but I had the testosterone levels of an 83 year old, never done steroids before in my life. Didn't have anything. A lot of stuff coming out now with traumatic brain injury can be linked to people's uh, stuff getting shut down. So that could be it. We shot cannons when I was in Afghanistan a lot. Got rocked by a few rockets while I was over in Iraq. All that stuff. And I've had multiple concussions from snowboarding and other shit. They've linked a lot of that into people having having lower testosterone rates. They're, they're noticing that a lot. They're kind of even linking that into... Uh, the football players have a lower testosterone rate. I was not allowed to participate or compete with USAPL because I was on steroids, and I respect that. You don't, if you're, if you're, you know, that's their thing. They don't, they don't use steroids. They test very, very, very deeply into people. I mean, they check everything. If you're on steroids, you're not allowed. So USPA came up. 
and they do not test. Mm-hmm. So I was able, they do have a, a drug tested portion of it. If you want to hold, host a drug tested meet, you're allowed to do that with USPA. But for the most part, we run non-tested events. I was introduced to Kyle and Caitlin McCandless, and they are the ones who are the chair for Alaska. So we started going um, and competing with them. The guy that brought me in on the powerlifting, he and I ended up deciding, hey, we should start a gym together. We ended up going, starting up a small 1,000-square-foot place. After about six months, we just felt I wanted to go a little bit more towards the bodybuilding side of things. He wanted to stay strictly powerlifting. I wanted to have the ability to have the the bodybuilding machines in there also and, and branch out a little bit more than just powerlifting. So I decided at that time, about March of last year, 2017, it was time for me to, to split off. So I did in June of 2017 is when I opened Iron Asylum. Caitlin McCandless, her and Kyle, like I said, are the are the chairs for USPA in Alaska. She also happens to be an amazing, an amazing artist. She's a tattoo artist and she can just draw fucking anything in like 30 seconds. It's incredible. But I had kind of been tossing around ideas and I came up with the idea of the asylum for a gym name. My buddy Kyle Trucks said, What about the Iron Asylum? I was like, that's fucking awesome. We're going with that. So we went with that. I started thinking about what's the name mean to me? What am I thinking about? Kind of went back to why I go to the gym. I wrestle with a lot of demons. And I kind of noticed that everybody in the gym has demons. Could be PTSD. Could be you fucking have a drinking problem, a drug problem. You've got daddy issues, mommy issues. You lost a fucking brother or a kid or a mom or dad. And you're dealing with that fucking pain. Whatever it is, you've got your own demon that is eating away at you. And if you don't fucking handle it in a constructive method, it could end up with you going down a bad direction. So the symbol is a demon in a straitjacket. And to me, it's kind of, it just kind of means a way to control your demon, how to keep it under control. Had a bunch of religious people come at me and say that it's a demonic symbol and that it's a bunch of, that they can't support my gym because I'm worshiping the dark Lord and they're fucking sacrificing dogs and shit apparently. But that's not the case. It's just a kind of a symbol of a, a guy's problems that he's got under control is what, what the picture is. So so if a guy was hoping to find uh, sacrificing a dog. Yeah. Not in my place. I don't do it. But um, You are next to a dog there grooming. There is a dog grooming place. And sometimes those dogs sound like they're having a pretty good time over there. But I don't think, I don't think any, I think they're just getting cleaned. I don't think there's anybody getting the getting sacrificed over there i don't think that'd be good for business then you go over there and you drop off mr snuffles and you come back and you see him fucking laid out pinned to the ground in the middle of a pentagram lit on fire i don't think that would get a lot of return business probably be on no clearly because the dog's dead i'm sure they put that on yelp pretty quick and yeah one star reviews for show that ain't gonna be good no good no not a not a lot of people are coming back there so after you I, sacrifice I mean, chihuahuas. I, I know my neighbor, and she seems like a legit person. I even took my wife's dog there, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded her sacrificing that dog. He's kind of an asshole, so I wasn't you know, worried about it. But um, he came back clean and happy, so I feel she did a pretty good job with uh, with taking care of that. So I don't, I don't feel that she probably has anything to do with the, the dog sacrifice circuit that there may or may not be in the Kenai Peninsula. I haven't heard of one. So I think we're safe. I'm not doing it in my gym, though. That's the one thing I can guarantee. I don't know what she does in her spare time. But she seems like a really nice person. I like her. Good. Well, you know, it's always good to have a good relationship with your neighbors. You got to. 
got her. She allows us to drop heavy things and play loud music and doesn't complain. So what else can you ask for? Absolutely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, any noteworthy uh, gym members you want to give a shout out to? No, fuck. All right. No, I have a, I have an amazing, amazing group of people. I have an absolute amazing group of people. I would not have made it even two months. I mean, that's when we went into this idea back in June. I had enough money to keep the doors open for two months. And, you know, the, the people that came and joined up with me and have stuck with it, you know, most of them were not my friends before. I might have passed, you know, knew them from the other gyms or bumped into them, said hi. But I now have like friends for life from this thing and the support and the uh, the positive vibes that so many of these people give me. I can't I can't even list off all the names. They they definitely know who they are. But the people that have been with me from the beginning and the guys that have guys and girls that have come along the way, like that's you can't even put into words how much it means to me that they've helped me get this dream going and kept it going. They're absolute absolute. I don't I don't have a single person in the gym that I don't have the utmost respect for and absolutely feel beyond privileged to call my friends. These guys and girls have done incredible by, by being by my side through all this shit and keeping it going and helping it grow. And we're, we're ready to get bigger. As soon as a place opens that we can get more space, we're just going to continue to grow. We got the equipment already sitting in standby, ready to get into a bigger space and it's just going to keep getting better. All right. On that note, rest in peace, Yuri Beltran. Yeah, I heard about that. That's uh, something about the porn stars, man. They're just not doing good. Yeah, and who would have thought that it would be, you know, like it would wait until, you know, 2017, 2018 for, it to, for them to really start. Hey, I thought it was like, you know, you everybody heard about August Ames because she was kind of top of the game, probably the closest thing to a, another Jenna Jameson. You know, she was just absolutely gorgeous. And then you, you get into this girl and then i found out that there were two other ones that died in between august ames and her and i can't remember their names they were not people that i knew but same age bracket you know young 20s and but that's a tough that's a tough line of work that i would think i mean i'm sure you could never fully prepare yourself for how much of a life changing fuckhole that's going to put you in but i mean no pun intended yeah yeah right but i mean god you know, you're, you're getting naked and it's going to be all over the internet. Your family, friends, and all kinds of evil internet people are going to see it. And even if they're cranking one out to it, they're still going to call you horrible stuff just because for whatever reason that makes some people feel better about their lives is dogging on somebody else. And I don't, I don't understand the going online to pick on people and make them feel bad. I don't understand that. It must be some, I don't feel good about my day. So I'm going to make somebody else's day suck is all I can imagine. Yeah, I, I I've noticed that the people that that I know that are like sort of the biggest like online intraweb assholes, like the second that they like meet somebody and start getting laid, like they stop being mean. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that that for a lot of people, they're very unhappy when they're when they're spewing that that shit off, and they're like spewing passionate hate from their insides, yeah. um, that is coming from some like deep, ugly, unresolved emotion. Uh, and they are spewing on this this other person who's really like the only thing they've done is gotten fucked for money on video. Yeah. It's a bully thing, you know, and I, I saw that a lot where I didn't, you know, I got bullied a lot in, in high school. And I think that that's probably just a lot of it is that it's you've got some 
deep-seated pain in you that fucking whatever, but to make yourself feel better about whatever you're unhappy about in your life, you got to go take it out on this person who's an easy target. That's all I can imagine. And a porn star would be a pretty easy target. I mean, their entire everything is out there. They are naked and every possible fucking thing that you could pick apart on this person is there open and ready to be totally judged. I mean, it's it's a pretty pretty crazy pretty crazy concept of a job and you know you see that there's some people that seem to be able to handle it okay I guess but it's a I, I would not think that most normal people would get into that job you would already kind of have some screws loose I would think before you would even take over that job actually be be thinking that this is the option for me that's that's what I would personally think but I don't know I I couldn't do it I don't judge people that do do it if it makes you happy more power to you, but it doesn't seem like a lot of them are that happy. Happy people don't shoot up movie theaters. And I'm they not don't. saying there's uh, like a, a spray of uh, of porn stars, no pun intended, just going around shooting up movie theaters. Yeah. But, um... They, uh... Oh, Issa they're shooting seems themselves, to enjoy it. They're shooting themselves, though. In, in, uh, Did she know? shoot herself in old August? She hung herself. She lynched herself in a, in a damn park, is what I read. Yeah, I uh, my wife finds it incredibly crazy, and it's it's. I look at, I I like to do a lot of research on serial killers, and I like to do research on porn stars. It's not even a, I can't wait to go home and masturbate to this person. It's I am fascinated, much like with serial killers, what made, you know, what made Ted Bundy do what he did, what made the John Wayne Gacy do what he did. How to, you know that to figure out where those people came from mystifies me. And just to see what kind of things happen to them. Charles Panzeram's a guy that I'm reading about right now. And just seeing the horrible shit that that guy went through that turned him into one of the most unknown, but probably one of the most lethal serial killers the world's ever seen. It's crazy. Porn stars, they kind of fascinate me in the same way. How do you get this girl that looks like she could have been the prom queen and gotten any guy that she wanted and she chose to go this direction with her life? The guys doing it makes sense to me, but... You know, the the girls, you know, you could do anything. A lot of them, when you when they get interviewed, they don't seem like they're idiots. They it, and, and a lot of them don't seem happy. And it's just, I don't know if it's a fuck you, dad, a lot of the time. Or, you know, just they have such a shitty self-image that that's the direction they think about going. Or the, just the bling that they are promised right off the bat looks good to them. I, I have no fucking idea. But a lot of them all have a different story. And so that's why I like researching what they're what they're doing. But. Yeah, they uh, they got a a lot of them. They're just dropping like flies now, and it's and veterans are kind of the same way. They put on the game face, super happy, everything's good one day, and the next day they're dead. And it's, I think that uh, you just don't see the 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 battles, and it just takes one asshole online calling on some horrible shit. Today was the day that it was just too much. And they're gone. Wish people would would think about that before they start being assholes, but. It's the way it goes. I don't know. I wish more people, when, when they start feeling in that place, would, would reach out. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I've noticed a, a lot lately is, um, and maybe it's the time of the year, but I, like I've had a lot of old battle buddies reach out to me from mm -hmm. from nowhere. I had um, a guy that uh, I went through uh, through tech school, like AIT, Yeah. Um, went through tech school with him. We were at our first base uh, together. 
Uh, by the way, if you're at home listening, uh, thank you for still listening. That is probably a moose in my yard, and that is my dog, General Wart. Now, if you're wondering why his name is General Wart, it is because I didn't know that boy dogs have nipples. I thought he just liked to party. And maybe there's a moose. Probably. Or something. He looks, he looks very attentive. He's like pretty, something. Yeah, he's got that ridge going up his spine. Yeah. You know, he's got the hairs going up his back. He's excited. He's ready to give it hell. Yeah. Uh, from the porch. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty serious. Um, I think you, the porn thing is kind of a, you know, you've, you've kind of sealed your fate on that. You know, I've, I've where, where are you going to go from that? You know, what company is going to hire you unless you are an amazing artist in the, in the actual art world or music world or something else? Where are you going to go with that afterwards? Who is going? To, you're not going to get hired on as as you're never going to be given the opportunity to become the CEO of a company. You're never going to be able. I don't even know if you'd be able to be a bank teller for fuck's sake. I mean, yeah. you're always going to be one of those people. Well, I don't know. Okay, so um, shit. I just kind of lost uh, Sasha my, Gray. My damn train of thought. No, it had nothing to do with uh, uh, Sasha Gray. Shit, man. I really need to slow back on the recreational. Mm. Yeah. Um, Son of a biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if someone wants to check out the gym, how do they do that? Give me a call. I will be more than happy to show you the place. 907-953-4720. Or you can look us up on Facebook. And uh, yeah. We, I'm always always happy to show people the place. Come look it out. It's definitely not a gym for everybody. It is definitely more geared towards people who are already kind of know their way around a gym. I'm always happy to tune you up a little bit if you've got the basic ideas of what you've got going on. If you want to do something like a, uh, you know, just learn how to do a little bit better squat, learn how to do a little bit better deadlift or bench press. I'm always happy to work with somebody there to take somebody in who's a day one lifter. Honestly, I, I own another company too. My business is just, it's, I don't have the time to be a personal trainer and I'm not a personal trainer. I'm certified in how to teach people how to do those three lifts through the Kabuki movement system, but I am not, I am not a, a personal trainer. I don't build people diets. I don't do anything. I'm, I'm still just figuring out what works best for me. I'm always more than happy to take the time to sit down with people and tell them what works for me, give them the ideas. I'll talk to people about steroids and tell them what works for me, tell them why they should never touch the shit until it's actually told to them by a doctor to touch the shit. I'm, I'm always open to talk about anything and everything when it comes to the gym because I think that withholding the good and the bad of drugs, workouts, whatever it is for yourself just so you can feel like you're a badass is a shitty thing to do. I would have loved when I was a nerdy 140-pound kid in high school for a, a bigger, older guy to step up and say, hey, I could show you some stuff and help you out. I, you know, and so I have helped a few people like that that needed that help. But um, I just, I don't have a lot of time with having a family and another company to be able to spend a lot of time with other people. I'm hoping if the gym continues to grow that eventually I'll get to that point where I can focus more on the gym and let the other company get a little bit less less of my attention. But right now, this is this is the way things are, so I just don't have all the time in the world to be taking in new people. But I do have a soft spot. spot. Like I said, I, I had a pretty rough time in high school, and so to be able to step up and help a kid that might be going through that situation, I would definitely, you know, 
those are the people that I, I don't mind taking a little bit extra time and going in and, and bailing out, letting them have a little bit more more of my attention to be able to get them going in a better better direction for themselves. All right. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? No, man, I'm good. All right. That's Appreciate Brandon Miller. you letting me talk to you. Oh, dude, thank you very much for coming by. That's uh, Brandon Miller of Iron Asylum. Don't do drugs. Be nice to strangers. If you're going to do drugs, do the fun ones. Stay off the hard stuff, kids. Don't be mean to porn stars. Don't be mean to porn stars. You're losing them too fast. Too fast. Too fa- Oh, shit. It was uh, Heather Burke. I don't know. IDeepThroat.com. That one. Yeah, I remember her from... Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, okay. What's so going on with her? Apparently, she's worth $2 million. Just from those videos? Just from those videos. See, I mean, that's... She did and her own thing. And that's her husband. Yeah, she broke into the... Uh, she broke into the scene early. Really when that, when that early. Stuff. I mean, that's kind of like Bitcoin and all this other shit. If you got in on it or buy an Apple stock, you know? She was kind of that. She bought she bought the, the Apple stock on that. She was able to come in... You know, and she was definitely a pretty girl and she had some talents, but she came in in the beginning when it wasn't, it was when the internet was just getting to the point where you could stream videos and all that. But now every girl has her own video and usually she's not owned. I mean, Brie Olson has been out of this, out of the business for like fucking six years now, but there's still com that she has absolutely nothing to do with. It's, she's not making a penny off that. She sold the rights to her own name vagina tits and everything and so it's just videos old videos of her getting pounded and she has absolutely no control over that shit being out there forever heather burke at least has she has the uh the at least the the power that that's her money coming in if people watch yeah, her videos she owns it. and that's her husband's cock yeah so I mean, that's you know so, like like that was she, love yeah she doesn't even I think they brought in some other chicks from time to time. Yeah, to that. But yeah, yeah even that totally cool. That was that was about as extreme as she ever had to go, and yeah. she kept it. You know, she wasn't having to line up fifty dudes to make a video. And she owns it like the more than anything. Like yeah. she uh, she owns that. She didn't license out her face. No. I don't know. Maybe at this point she has licensed out her face yeah. and butthole. But no. yeah, Brie Olson. Um, she's a, also seems to be a very unhappy person. Very unhappy. You know, I mean, and that's and that's what makes porn pretty sad for me is she always seemed like somebody that actually enjoyed what she was doing and now you watch her on doing interviews and she's saying that she feels like every time she had sex with somebody it was as bad as being raped I mean, to me that would be as bad as me having to do gay porn to make a living it's just not not good for me it would not yeah work but if me. you were making two thousand dollars i mean if, like that's how you made a living you had options you, did. you didn't have to get pounded I mean, in the butt no I, I, i'm not saying that she's that she's right in her choices, yeah. but she got probably caught up in the money in the beginning and thought, oh, I'm just going to do this a couple times, buy a car and be done with it. And then you look and it's 10 years and you're not the freshest face in the industry anymore. So nobody gives a shit. That'd suck. That would suck. Yeah. That would be a terrible feeling to know that you mean absolutely nothing and you've given everything personal about you. So I don't know. That's just how I look at it. It would make me feel pretty shitty. I don't know, but then you have people like uh, like women like Nina Hartley who are still doing it. Still going. And she's another person that's branded herself. I mean, she was, fuck, she goes back to before VHS days. That girl's been in the system for a long time. And she's branded herself, and she's branded other women. I mean, that's, what's her name? Uh, Lisa Ann is that way, too. She's She owns companies that have, a, you know, a slew of girls underneath them. And if you're smart enough in the in the in the industry and you are good enough at business where you know how to bring in the new girls and make money off them and get 
take advantage of them, I guess, the way you were taken advantage of through your 20s, and you can live with that, then fucking A. But I'm, now, can yeah. you find Lisa Ann Young? Yeah. Yeah. I've never yeah. looked. You just look up, like, fucking, what the hell? Because I had to look. After after Who's Nail and Palin came out, I had to see where she came from because so she was nobody sequels. up until that point. So many She sequels. was nobody up until that point. That was what made her famous was that. There was an Obama's Nail and Palin. Is there? Yeah. God. I just. She got a lot. Larry, of, Larry Flint. She got mad dick, dude. She did. Fake Sarah Palin got mad dick. Yeah, she did. I'm out there blowing Russians. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Brought in the two Russian dudes to because she could see it from her porch. They ran that one. They used pretty much every. And then You Betcha was used a lot on there, too. It's a genius. Hmm. All right, kids. I'll wrap it up.